I hit record I this time. I, I always look. I always look. That's the new thing. I, I my, the thing. I always look up there now. What is well, up, Jamie? What is up? No wasted efforts here. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Ultra Running News Network. Here we are again, episode nine. Still kicking. nine. It's not. We're one away from double digits, baby. Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, we'll get another badge on the podcast. Uh, the podcast platform. And and just in case everyone doesn't notice, tonight, uh, this week, we're going to be coming to you one day earlier than normal and two days earlier than last week uh, because tomorrow, well, tomorrow from when we're recording this, is Valentine's Day. And we wanted to be able to hang out with the loved ones and, and do Valentine's Day stuff as opposed to doing podcast stuff. So yeah. <laughs> coming to you a day early. The Hallmark holiday wins. The Hallmark <laughs> holiday. Oh, hey, hey, it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All so. right. Well, we uh, we uh, are happy to report that Black Canyon did not disappoint. Um, Absolutely <laughs> awesome race. Absolutely awesome race. Yeah, it, it was great. So I was worried initially that I, I was going to miss a lot of the live stream, but because I was going for my long run Saturday. <clears throat> but when I woke up in the morning, I learned that Black Canyon was on a two hour delay. Um, they had a lot of snow or not a lot, but I think they had a couple of inches of snow up uh, where the race starts in Mayer, Arizona at the high school there. And the buses uh, were going to have problems because it was freezing temperatures and they were worried about ice and things like that so such such a arizona problem right <laughs> yeah, I, I, totally so, like, like there's two parts of that that just really cracks me up it's like oh two hour delay it's like it's like when you and i were kids in the midwest waking up with a, a school delay like Ooh, yeah <laughs> two hour delay you know you're like let's go but the other part of it that really cracks me up is the fact that it's like like the arizona folks are like oh i don't know if the buses can handle this meanwhile you know, like yeah. out here, you know, bus like, let's go, bus yeah. through drifts and all that kind of stuff. You know, <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. I was, oh, I, I, you, I was worried about like, what are the river crossings going to look like? Like, that, yeah. I was like, I was like, man, like this, it, it never seems to disappoint, right? In my head, I'm like, oh, what are the times going to look like this year? Because like, people are going to get swept away in the rivers. <laughs> I clearly did clearly did not happen. And we can yeah. talk about that here a little bit, but yeah. Um, I also thought the river crossings were going to be crazy and I didn't actually uh, see why, but they did reroute just one little section of course. And I'm not exactly sure why, or it was in towards the beginning, I believe. Um, but a little section was rerouted, but it didn't affect the distance or, or anything like that. It had something to do with like, it was like the very beginning. It had something to do with the track. Cause you know how it starts. Oh. Like you do like a 300 meters. You do like, yeah, like a half yeah. loop or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was something around in there. Like you like, it was literally that early in the course. Like it okay. was like, Oh, where they start here as opposed to here. Like, I, I think, I think they wanted to keep them off from the tracks or something. I don't, I often the, the track. Okay. So, yeah. So there was a little reroute, but other than that, uh, they did the river crossings to my knowledge. Um, 
you know, there's video of the one river crossing, uh, that's, that's kind of, I don't know, six, five or six miles from, uh, from mile 50 table Mesa mile 50.8. Uh, that's a pretty wide river and they were doing that crossing. It didn't look crazy deep, maybe like, yeah. shin, like, you know, it was probably shin deep when we did it. So, but I got a little video to show of, of one of that river crossing. Um, when we talk about that. So, so yeah, the race was delayed and I was happy because I got home in time to watch the, uh, the whole second half of, of the live stream. That's awesome. When I first turned it on, it was, um, Hayden Hawks leading and the veteran, mm -hmm. uh, Johnny's pick. <laughs> That's right. Let's go. Old man um, energy. Let's get it. Hayden. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about Hayden Hawks in a minute here. Um, but he was uh, leading and it was uh, it was the young gun out of Georgia. Uh, um, Hans. Oh, out of Georgia or South Carolina? Uh, Georgia. Oh, I thought he's out. Yeah, I thought he's out of South Carolina. Yeah. Regards, uh, Hans. Georgia. And then. Uh, Somebody else was with them at that point too, and it was we were just talking about it. Yeah, and it was at the 50k mark. Um, but anyway, uh, they were they were in a really tight pack together. But let's go back a little bit uh, to the beginning. We're going to talk about the men's race first, and then we'll talk about about the women's. Um, so in the beginning, Matt. Matt Seidel, Matthew Seidel, who's a Bay Area guy, was was uh, in the lead early at like mile 7.6, the first aid station. And uh, Hayden Hawks was right there. And Bobby Peavy and Hans Troyer were also right in the mix. Um, the top 10 men came through with 11 seconds of each other. So it was really tight, the first 7.6 uh, miles. And this continued through Bumblebee at 19.2 miles, where Seidel, Troyer, and Hawks all came through the checkpoint within one minute of each other. And then at checkpoint four, Gloriana Mine around mile 24, that's when things started getting interesting. Uh, Hayden Hawks and Hans Troyer were ahead by a minute. They both reached mile 24 in two hours and 35 minutes, <laughs> which I mean, if you think about a road marathon, you know, at 26.2 miles, uh, a sub three hour road marathon would be pretty good, right? Like, oh, I'd give my left leg for that. You know, <laughs> yeah, I was like, these yeah. guys were easily a sub sub three hour uh, yeah. marathon. Yeah. In fact, I believe I I saw the splits. And I think they came through the 50k mark in three hours and 30 31 minutes. So. If I'm not mistaken. So, so they were just, they were just screaming and Hayden Hawks coming off of knee surgery, uh, six months ago. <laughs> so I guess he, uh, healed up pretty well. So it's an interesting thing, right? Like some, sometimes that physical therapy, it, like it allows you to recover right? Like, like when you're forced to do physical therapy, it allows you to recover. 
it allows you to weirdly enough get fresh, right? Like you, you're not, you're obviously not trading, so you're not putting that load on your legs. But also, even though they're elites, I'm sure I, I know for a fact they're doing cross training and stuff like that and strength training. But when you're doing that PT, you're doing all those itty bitty little like I it's, it's a, in a weird kind of way coming off from some surgeries like that, you're fresher and faster. And like it's, awesome. it's like doing my strength dude, training, right? <laughs> my dude Hayden Hawks. I, I'm stoked. Yeah. <laughs> I am just over the moon stoked. You got it. Yeah, and it was impressive to see too, because you know, he's one of the veterans and he just he ran his own race. I mean, he just and he never let off the gas. And the live stream said that he looked like he was grimacing a little bit and Hans Troyer was smiling at the halfway point. But that kind of proved to be different because after they left there um, or after they left Cottonwood Gulch, uh, that's where Hawks just kind of started separating from Hans Troyer. Um, and then uh he dropped, Hans dropped back and eventually went to fifth place by Table Mesa, which is uh, just over 50 miles into the race. Well, that's, that's that's what you and I are talking about, right? Like you and I were texting back and forth during the race. And like at, at Cottonwood is when we, you and I are talking, I believe. And, and, we're, and we're like, hey, like this is where depending on who wins, you'll be able to write the story of why they won, right? Like. If Hayden wins, you're like, well, he he leaned into his experience. He leaned into like been there, done that kind of thing, and like probably you know just like knew how to mess with the kid. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. the flip of that is, we're like, well, if, if Hans ends up, you know, gutting this out, then it's like the story becomes, oh well, Hans is young. He has fresh legs. He's he's yeah, you know, he doesn't have you know, a decade worth of ultras on him. You know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it was kind of cool, but you know, it, it, that was a really cool part of the race where like those two coming up yeah. together and then just watching experience take over. is so cool. Yeah. That was a really great point that you made uh, on the text there. Cause you were right. And it did prove that experience Hayden Hawks, he knew what he's capable of. He knew what he could get away with. Um, and Hans Troyer was maybe going faster, you know, than he should have just to keep up with him when if he would have maybe reserved a little bit, you know, he might have had some in the tank. But I don't know because because Hawks just he just didn't let up. He no, yeah, up it was just time. it was really I, um, I feel like I feel like I saw a social media post from Troyer talking about, you know, like hey you know, good day in the desert, a lot of lessons learned. And you're yeah. like, well, I bet. Like, I, I, I bet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's a kid coming fresh out of college, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. when you're running in college, you have a four-year gap of knowledge to learn, right? Like, there's only four years. Now you're into this world of professional yeah. or, or elite running, and there are – it's not, oh, look, there's just four years of difference between me and the the uh, the – furthest out person possibly yeah. it's years and years of difference. So yeah, uh, yeah. You, you have a lot to learn with the ultra distances. Yeah. Even if you're fast, I mean, you, you know, you still got to learn about fueling. You still got to learn about pacing. You got to learn about problem solving. Right. <laughs> so. Oh, and like, and like, never mind. Like, I, I mean, you and I are 
clearly not on this level. But, you know, we, we like, you know, you read stuff, we read stuff, we see things, we hear about the funny things that go on. Uh, who Who is it? Um, th- there was a runner a handful of years ago. It's like, oh, yeah, when when I'm at, when it's nighttime and I see I'm coming up on somebody, I like to turn my light off and mess with them. And then all of a sudden turn it right back on when I'm right behind them. I'm like, holy yes. shit, like, that's wild. Who, I got... I feel like I was a story coming out of Western States that someone was talking about doing that. I'm like, that is awesome. Like, yeah. That is like the mind games are going to this. So you, you just, yeah. it would be so cool to be a little bug in Hayden Hawks' head on this yeah. run where, where he's like, oh, watch this. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. And then who knows? Yeah. Maybe you are dead ass wrong. And he's like, no, I just, I just leaned into it, ran my ass off the whole way. Like, we could both be dead wrong. I mean, but he I was mean, in, he was in total control. He, yeah. uh, you know, from, from wire to wire. And when he got into Doe Springs, which is um, mile 58 point something, it's, it's less than four miles to go a little over three miles to go. He was 34 seconds faster than the course record set last year by Anthony Costales. And then Hawks went on to set the course record and win in seven hours and 30 seconds and, or, I'm sorry, seven hours and 30 minutes and 18 seconds, which is like a course record by, I think, two minutes. So, so uh, repeat that back for, for us again. He was, at what point was he only 18 seconds ahead of it? At Doe Springs, he was 34 seconds ahead of the course at, record. And Doe Springs is... A little Doe over three like, miles to go. Yeah, Doe Springs is like 58 miles. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he's only 34 seconds ahead of record. Yeah. At Doe. Yep. And in three ish miles, yeah, he like turns a, and a yeah, he 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 hammers it so hard those last yeah. three and a half. Like that is nuts. Like he's only like a like he's under a minute ahead of record. He gained two minutes. Like, gains two minutes. Like that's like yep. upping nuts, gaining two <laughs> minutes of time at three miles at that speed. My fat yeah. ass, you know, I'm so slow. I could probably do that no problem. But for someone that fa- already going that fast, it's just like, yeah, I, I'm I'm absolutely enamored with his run. Uh, at yeah. Black Canyon. No, it, it was great. It was it was really cool to see. I, I think everybody was rooting for him. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, and then, uh, so this guy that kind of really wasn't on anybody's radar. Uh, Jupiter Carrera Casas. He's from Mexico. And if you look up his ultra sign up, you'll see he's dominated all these races in Mexico, like Mm -hmm. tons of ultras. And he even said it in the interview afterwards. Uh, He's, they asked him, why did he come to the United States to, to race this and, um, and all that. And he said, he's, he's done you know, he's experienced all the, the ultras in Mexico and he wanted to, um, you know, see what he could do here. He did run Pikes Peak, uh, one of the Pikes Peak events before, but this was his, I think this is his first ultra in the United States. And, uh, and he ended up getting second. He, you know, he was one that ran a really smart race, right? He didn't hang with the lead pack at the beginning mm-hmm. and burn himself out. He just methodically just kind of was passing people through the race and um, ended up finding himself in second place. At, and uh, and he 
held on to second place. And Chris Myers, who's a young, young kid, uh, he's a Solomon athlete. He's kind of up and coming. I didn't know much about him either. And he ended up uh, moving into third place and he held on to third. And if we. Uh... On the on the note of Jupiter, isn't he the one? What, what was the other thing that's really interesting about him? He had like a medical thing too, right? Yeah, I can't what, remember. What did we hear about him? Like I could have swore. Uh, yeah, I, there you go. There's good podcast listening for you, folks. I ask a question that we don't know the only answer to. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I feel like we'll, Jupiter, we'll look up. We'll look it up and get back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like Jupiter had a really uh, something else really interesting about him that was like kind of wild, but I can't recall what it was. Yeah, in in the interview afterwards, um, you know, and he doesn't he doesn't really speak English. Uh, we had a translator and. Um, and he just seemed like a super humble, mm-hmm. super humble guy, like really cool guy. Um, and he's excited to race Western States. I can't wait to see what what him and Hayden Hawks do at Western States. And uh, Chris Myers, who I believe was in Western States last year. Yeah. Or maybe not. Um, but anyways, it'll be exciting to see what they what they all do. And then, uh, so my first pick, my first pick, which was John Ray, John he Ray. finished 21st, so he didn't have the day he wanted, but he did finish in eight hours and 45 minutes, which is no, <laughs> no slouch. And my second pick, Jeffrey Stern, was eight hours and 29 minutes. And I think your second pick was Ryan Montgomery, and they finished yeah. in 26th. So one point I wanted to make about the men's race in the history of black Canyon, there's been, and I heard this on the live stream, there's been leading up to this year, there was seven people that finished the race in under eight hours, seven people for all the years that the race has taken place Mm -hmm. this year. This is how elite the field was eight runners finished under eight hours. Yeah. Yeah. So more yeah. runners finished under eight hours this year than in all the previous years combined. All of it. Yeah. A- absolutely bonkers. Like it's so weird. Like it's so funny. Cause I was like, Oh, the court it's going to be such, again, going back to like, you know, you sit and you look at it like, Oh man, the water crossing. And it's like, Nope, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Um, and one last one last thing I want to say about the men's race, and it kind of had some drama at the end. Um, and so Hans Troyer was in ninth and seemingly cruising to ninth. And just out of nowhere <laughs> comes Nate Jukes, this guy, just flying out of nowhere and passes him right at the finish. <laughs> Three seconds. Three second difference. So I found the the live stream uh, of this. So so we should uh, we should check this out real quick here. So the this for those of you listening on the podcast, this is a drone shot of of uh, Hans Troyer. He's just like a couple hundred meters. Out I don't know if everybody finish. can Nate hear Jukes what we're hearing. Nate Jukes is coming in hot. Nate Jukes is coming in hot. 
So yes. Hans Troyer is oh, in a white jersey. There's, there's Nate Jukes. Cattle guard, cattle guard, cattle guard. And he's just tracking him down. Like, here we go. Like 20 feet from the finish. Here we go. Nate Jukes with the late pass. Just goes right by him. Wow. Hans Troyer is probably like, what the? It is your top 10 men. He still finished. He still finished. Justin Grunwald, Ben Koss all over again. Wow. Oh, it's so rude. It's so yeah, rude. It's so glorious. I love it. He said so rude, but so glorious. Yeah. Dude, that was the ultimate on your left. On your yeah. left. Yeah, on your left. On Fast your runner left. coming through. Trail, trail, on your left. Like, just yeah. coming through. I love, I love the call for the cattle guard. Cattle yeah. guard. You know what I mean? I kind of wonder, right? Like, you look at that, and, like, what was – did – did Hans just not care? Was Hans like, you know, like, let's be honest, what's there between ninth and 10th? Did he just not care? I, uh, or, or was he just too gassed to do anything about it? Or my third thought is like, did he think the cattle guard was to finish for some reason? Right. Like, like I, I just wonder, like, I, again, I would love to be in his mind and just kind of know like what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, like those yeah. are like the three immediate thoughts I have. But that video is absolute fire. <laughs> it it looks like it looks like they're on two different speeds. It looks like it was somehow like it looks like Nate was on like like uh like on like two point five speed and and, <laughs> and and Hans is on like. 0.25 speed right. like the way he pulled him in it was like a track uh a tracker beam yeah going back totally, in. totally just nuts just nuts yeah if anybody wants to check it out if you're if you're not listening uh or if you're not watching on the youtube uh channel uh you can go on to the black canyon live stream uh video footage and it's about eight eight forty seven eight forty seven and like forty five seconds if you go to yeah. that 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 point you'll you'll be able to see it but pretty great pretty great pretty, yeah i i honestly think that hans was just not aware not aware that that he was behind him and yeah. like you said though there was that there was there was that other arch before the finish line too. Maybe he thought that that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and it's weird. Like I remember, I remember you know finishing that race last year, and like for me, what what kid, fully different worlds. I remember seeing the stupid big ass like balloon things mm -hmm. lit up, and you can see it in that video. As a matter of fact, you can see like the last one before, but they start like miles out, right? Oh, like, yeah. They start like. And so you yeah. see, like, is my watch wrong? Am I close? And like, nope, nope. They just have them like every like quarter mile for like the mile. The, the, you know what I mean? You're like, damn it. Yeah, they say on the live stream they said there was one every hundred every hundred meters out for like I don't know what it was like four or five hundred meters. Yeah, yeah. It's you know? so weird. It's so yeah. weird. Like you see, and like for. <laughs> It's daylight for these guys, but you know when when I oh, it was yeah. night. You know it's night when you're finishing, right? So you're like, yeah. oh, there's a light. It's yeah. the finish. 
Womp womp. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. I noticed they moved. They moved the actual finish line um, a little bit further past that that dip in mm-hmm. the in the trail right before, like because when we finished that dip was right at the finish line that i tripped yeah. over <laughs> yeah 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 they yeah. moved it back a little bit i wonder if... I, I wonder why yeah <laughs> it'll, it'll forever now be known as the jamie finish line yeah i'm glad that there's still video evidence of that all right <laughs> <laughs> all right um let's talk about the the women's race because that one yeah. was very exciting as well Find where I'm at here. Okay. So, okay. So the women, uh, Rachel Drake, she chased a fast start, outran the rest of the women late with an eight hour and 47 second winning time. Uh, and that was just two minutes back of the female course record from Keely Henninger uh, last year. Um, or no, I don't know if that's the course record or not. Keely Henninger's 2023 winning time. Um, and Rachel Drake is best known for a shorter course success, but uh, she just doesn't ever seem to have a bad race is what the I Run Far article says. Looking back at, at further distance or further back at longer distances, she was seventh at the 2019 CCC race. So she might not have been on the radar really for – for the ultra distance, even though she mm-hmm. has success in short courses. Um, but she did just dominate in the race. Um, and, but it was close for a long time. This Becca Wendell, who is second, um, Becca and Rachel crossed this river at the same time. And then right after that river crossing is when Rachel just took off, like, and I'll show you this video in a second. I was actually watching it live when it happened too. And I was like, holy crap, what the heck just happened? Uh, so it's cool to see. And Lauren Peretz came in third. So Becca Wendell second in eight hours and 52 seconds. Lauren Peretz in nine hours and six seconds. Uh, the second place female, Becca Wendell, she won 2021 Bear 100, which I've done. And that's no joke of a race. Um and third place Perez was eighth at Havelina 100. So, um, yeah. So Rachel Drake, Becca Wendell, or parents. Um, Tara Dower was seventh. I think was that, that was, your second pick. That was my first pick for women. My my second pick was a uh, was my Ohio Sarah Beal. Sarah Beal had a rough outing there again this year. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So. Uh, my first pick didn't do bad. She had, you know, seventh place. So uh, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I, who, who is your picture? Like, so uh, two thoughts are jumping in my head. I'm, I try to remember who your picks were, but there's an, another observation I just noticed about the women's finishing that is like pretty impressive too. Who's your picks? Oh, so uh, my my first pick was Anna Cautious from San Francisco, but. She was a scratch, so okay. so I had to default to my second pick, which is Riley Brady, and they finished ninth. ninth. She, yeah, ninth. So interesting thing about Riley finishing ninth is there is only two in a women's division 
under 30 years old to crack the top 10 versus, you know what I mean? Like, and so when you look at the women's division, first places is, is, you know, 30 to 39, second, 30 to 39. But Lauren, right, representing for Gen X and coming in with a strong a nine hour six, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Lauren yeah. Lauren represented for all of us latchkey kids. Absolutely killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, kids. like I love it. I love the fact that like it's it's you know and like you know she's holding off all these youngsters. I I love that shit. So yeah, yeah, it's good to see for sure. Um, so let's let's take a look. Okay, here's a little bit more in depth look at the the women's race. So. So it started with Heather Jackson leading the pack by one minute at the first checkpoint. She came in at 54.06. Rachel Drake and Anna McKenna, Anna McKenna is from Australia, uh, followed shortly behind. Race went on. Jackson continued to widen the gap between her and competitors by 12.8 mile mark. There was more than a two-minute gap between her and second place Sarah Beal. Uh, women in positions two to six were all close to one another. Jackson held the lead through Black Canyon City, which is 37.7 miles in, but in less than nine miles, it followed to Cottonwood Gulch. Becca Wendell and Rachel Drake had closed the gap and moved to 16 minutes clear of Jackson, with Wendell narrowly leading Drake through the checkpoint. That's at Black Canyon City, mile 37.7. From there, Jackson dropped back, so she was leading and then ended up getting overtaken. And... um, Drake and Wendell went ahead, went head to head for the remaining miles. And like I said, they were really close up to that river. Uh, they were battling it out. And that final river crossing uh, is when up on the exit is when Rachel Drake really just just took off. And I'm going to show you this video right now. This is uh, this is pretty cool. So check this out. It's the the it's the river the river video the bigger one. So there they are. They come down. Is that Rachel? What's happening there? So right, they just bumped Rachel's tracker. Oh, she's running through the river right now. Out of yeah, but they just so Rachel Drake's in first. Wacky, like she's not listening to the tracker now. Uh, Wendell is in second. That's Becca Wendell. So that's that's Rachel Drake in one and Becca Wendell in two. Right now, coming across the river together. So. They've dropped Liam. Liam's behind them. He's like, let them do their thing together, which I think is really classy to be yeah. like, you know what? Oh, like, this so they're approaching the, the climb out, out, the out of the Here's bank. Like, we've got Rachel Drake and Becca Wendell. Drake slips a little bit. Oh. The very muddy. Boom. Just takes off. Oh, Rachel's got a step. <laughs> Rachel breaking away. And Becca Wendell had slipped too, and it took her a minute <laughs> to get back up. But then behind but them, look them at, we've got she's Lauren just three. Uh, Kat Drew in four, Jenna Bensko in five, Marcy Klimek in six. She just instantly. She knew. She knew. Genevieve Aslan Demers in 10th. And and she didn't let up from there. Yeah. Uh, So it's funny. Like we're talking about like tactics and we're talking about like how to, how to attack your, you know, competitors and stuff like that. The thing that's really kind of neat there is like we said, like she knew, she knew that that's going to be hard to get up out of that mud. And she knew once she did it, like this, my time, the other thing that's really interesting about that part of the race is like that bush is kind of tall and there's like a little bit of turning. And yeah. like if you hammer it, 
weirdly enough, even though you're only a handful of meters in front of the person, they can't necessarily see you. And that's really, it, it can be tough. The other thing that I, 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 I guess, again, really cool observation uh, if, when you were listening on that video, it was really cool. Uh, Liam is the yeah. guy who's right there, right? Yep. And like, we, we make jokes about like getting out of people's way and all this kind of stuff. But like, it, it, it is kind of neat. It, and, and she was right. It's a really classy move that he was like, hey, Liam's like, I, I ain't got a dog in this fight. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I'm right. going to slow down and let you two do what you want to do at the other side of this river. And I'm going to stay way, way out of your way. He he slowed down to like a yep. walk, like damn near or like a like standing in the water kind of stopped. Yep. And it's like I'm gonna let these two women battle for first and second. I'm not gonna get I'm I don't wanna get in their way at all. So that's a really cool that is a really cool video. Yeah, that's that's a class act. Class act move right there. Um yeah. No, good good on him for sure. Uh so yeah, so that was that was the uh the female race um yeah so all around pretty exciting um pretty exciting year for for black canyon and uh all right there wasn't really many other races of note over the over the weekend um there was a hundred miler in oklahoma the the outlaw the outlaw all 100 well they had a 135 mile event too but the 100 mile event john williman was first in 27 hours and 41 minutes sarah wallace was first female 27 hours 56 minutes the 135 mile brian there was only four finishers uh brian mcconnell was first 39 hours and 37 minutes and there was a 50 mile race as well. Ashley Rolowitz Pipkin won uh, first place female and won the race outright in 11 hours and 14 minutes. Corey McDaniel was first for the men in 11 hours and 40 minutes. So, um, yeah, there, that was, that was pretty much it for other races. Algonquin 50K in, in Maryland. Rocky 50 miler. Oh, that's part of the Rocky Raccoon series, I believe. The Rocky 50 miler in Huntsville, Texas. Uh, was over. No, my God. Could you imagine how jacked up that course is? Yeah. That course well, is probably rocked. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is interesting for the Rocky 50. Zach Bitter, first place overall, six hours, 59 minutes. And his wife, Nicole Bitter, was first place female, yeah. seven hours and 40 minutes. <laughs> Dang, a couple that dominates the other stays together. That's right. Yeah, they're what's both wild super is, fast. What's wild is when you look at Zach's time, it's an hour and a half faster than the second place dude. Like, he annihilated the second place dude. Yeah. I mean, shit, his wife beat the second place, uh, beat <laughs> third place, the second place dude by an hour. By almost, like, yeah, exactly. Over like an hour. Yeah, almost an hour. Yep. Pretty impressive. Uh, okay, so that's it for race results and race recap. Um, I do want to, oh, so Black Canyon was part of this thing. And I think this is somewhat new 
but it's called the World Trail Majors. And Black Canyon was actually the second race for the World Trail Majors. And the World Trail Majors uh, is brings together some of the best trail ultra races in the world with respect to each to their own identity, diversity, respect, and personality. There's a bunch of traits that, that these races are, are required to have. Um, and it seems pretty cool. Hong Kong 100K was, was the first, the first of the world trail majors. Black Canyon was second. Trans Grand Canaria is third. Mount Fiji, Mount Fuji is fourth. Madeira is fifth. Swiss Canyon, South Downs Way. And Quebec Mega Trail is in this, which is a really tough race from my understanding. Uh, Grand Raid Pyrenees, and that's that's the World Trail Majors. So I think they are going to have some some prize money. And I thought that they said that Jupiter guy had raced in the Hong Kong 100K, but I didn't see his name in the finishers list, so I'm not sure but uh yeah so black canyon was part of that i just wanted to point that out next week or this coming weekend there there are some races um jackpot we're going to talk about jackpot a little bit here jackpot well let me, let me just finish going over this, and then I'll, we'll talk about Jackpot. Uh, Destin Beach Ultra, that's kind of a famous one. It's been around a while. AF Marathoner, he was attempting to do his own self-supported version of, the, of this race last weekend. I think he, he was encountering where he had to cross a lot of water, and the sand was pretty difficult to navigate. Uh, I think he called it at mile 37 or mile 38. Yeah. Uh, sounds like it was pretty tough, tough going, <clears throat> but cause he's actually volunteering at jackpot this weekend. Um, so let's see what else notable races. Formidable. Formidable 50K in Cool California. That's one that that's kind of well known. Uh, Hag Lake in Oregon. Hag Lake Mud Runs 50K as, as this weekend. And Rocks and Roots at Allen hey, Creek hey, State hey. Park 50K is this weekend as well. All right. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go over there and throw stuff at people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still need to order some stickers for. Uh, I, I I was just going to say if we had stickers, if there's some way somehow we can get stickers. In, I know. Four days. I got uh, I got thrown off when my cell phone died. Yeah. Out yeah. On me Saturday, but I'll get some stickers ordered, and uh, maybe we'll have to have like some contests or something mm -hmm. on here where we get people engaged. <laughs> And send them some stickers if they like, uh, like it, like and comment and just shoot some stickers out. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay, jackpot. Let's talk about this. So this is in Vegas, and it's been going on for for a while. Uh, it's in February every year, 
And it seems like a cool event, although it is mostly like concrete surface. There's a little section, I think, of uh, gravel, but it's mostly concrete. And this year, the US, USATF, the track and field 100 mile championships is at jackpot. So they they have to have a certified course for the USATF. Mm-hmm. Um, any USATF races. So they have a short loop that's specifically designed for the USATF runners. And then they have a long loop and the short loop is like 1.17 miles. And the long loop is two, uh, 2.3094 miles. So there's all kinds of events here. Um, the long loop is kind of wacky. If for those of you yeah. who can't see the screen, um, it's kind of like a, a loop, but there's a horseshoe in the middle of it. And then the short loop is also on the same course. It's, they just don't do this horseshoe, these horseshoe parts. Oh wait, it is the same course. Scroll back up real fast. It, it is. Like it looked like it was two different whole. Yeah. So if you see, here's uh, the camp. Here's the campground. Yeah. There's that little bump out things and then scroll back down real fast yeah uh it's it does yeah. it doesn't connect like the long loop doesn't connect on a round loop yeah you, you like got to do this this loop around the campground and then yeah um, back up and i don't know it's wacky but anyway uh there's all kinds of events here there's 48 hour 24 hour 12 hour 6 hour 50 mile 100 mile uh, and it usually draws in some big names. Um, you know, in the past, Arlen Glick's done it and Camille Heron, uh, quite a, quite a few big names like speedsters come out, out for these, these races. Uh, this year, Ashley Paulson is running. She's, she won Badwater 135. Uh, she's, she's, she won it outright. Uh, last year, so uh, she was the one with a little bit of controversy, right? And then, mm-hmm. and like, thankfully, like it, it got cleared up, and she was she was cleared of it. it I, yeah. I feel bad. I feel bad for even bringing it up, right? Like it sucks. That's that. That's like I feel bad for even remembering her that way. Yeah, like it shouldn't be how she's remembered. I, I, I as soon as I said, I'm like, ah, you jerk. Well, uh, yeah, it, she was. She was involved with professional running back. I don't know, like six, seven years ago in 2016, she was on a doping ban. She had a doping yeah. ban. And I don't really yeah. know the details behind it. I don't think it was anything crazy. Um, but, and then not last year's bad water, but two years ago, bad water, mm-hmm. there was some accusations that, that it, her splits looked weird that maybe she rode in a vehicle or something, yeah. but yeah. they did an investigation. They found it to not be true. And yeah. then this year she comes back and just proves everybody wrong and just wins just the race outright. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'll <laughs> so, show you guys. Good for her. It'd be cool yeah. to, to follow her here at Jackpot. I, I think she's doing the 100 mile uh, event. So, but yeah, Jack. Oh, and this is an Air Viper race. Air Viper yeah. took over this race and it is live streamed uh, with commentary. Uh, it's kind of a fun one to follow. Some, um, but. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's going on this weekend. All righty. Mm. 
the uh, uh, Jen will be will be working a twelve hour shift that day. So I'm oh. sure that just that just means that a jackpot will be pulled up on the big screen all day, just watching people do circles. Nice. So, yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah. Good times. I had I had Black Black Canyon on uh, on the living room TV. I was yeah. laying on the couch after my long run Saturdays. <laughs> it's awesome. Just watching ultra running live, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, what do you um, mean? What am I doing? Yeah, and in some sad news in the running world, uh, the the current record holder for the marathon died. Him and his coach died in a car crash. Uh, Kelvin Kiptum. He's the men's marathon world record holder. He set the world record at Chicago Marathon last year in October in two hours and 30, two hours flat and 35 seconds. Um, so, yeah, some sad news. Uh, out of yeah, Kenya. yeah it's, it's a shame because, I mean, not only did family lose their loved one, right? Like, like that, that first and foremost, mm-hmm. that's the big thing, right? Like a family lost their loved one. Uh, but holy cow, like the, the sky was the limit with this guy. You know what I mean? Like, it was just like, it, it was just like what it, it had the feeling that it wasn't a if, but it was a win. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, you hate, like he, you can't take the talent away from him, but it was just like the combination of him being an absolutely amazing runner. And then like the shoes, that's out there now, right? Like you look yeah. at that and like, you're just like, Oh, he, this dude's definitely got it. You know, it's just, he was only 24 years old. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that, that he would eventually yeah. broke two hours. And I feel like I, one of the articles I had read, uh, I feel like it even made a comment. I think this is when I shared on our Twitter account. I feel like it even made a comment that he was about to run a race with, uh, oh, Kipchoge. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, they were getting ready to run a race together, and that was like, ooh, could, you know, what I mean, like, just that would be pretty news. cool. Yeah, yeah, super. yeah. It's really sad. Um, this, and it's not ultra marathon related, but it is. Uh, running related and you know he is the men's marathon world record holder so it's definitely notable something of note uh condolences to to anybody that was associated with with kelvin um and then in some better news uh laz laz gary cantrell the guy that put on puts on barkley and also some other crazy races was inducted into the ultra running hall of fame. That's effing awesome. Like that is <laughs> super awesome. And like, how, how is he not right? Like, how is he yeah. not like, like yeah, what yeah. a absolute, um, I mean, like, here's what's funny about him is I feel like, and, and I could, maybe I'm dead ass wrong, but I feel like even a lot of like ultra runners, know him for what we see here on the screen, right? The old guy with a big, huge beard, you know, taking big drags off a heater at the starting line. That's right. And and I feel like that's how a lot of people know him. What they don't know is, like, the one documentary it's out, and he has, like, the map 
that he has to unfold and unfold and unfold and unfold. And it's just like huge ass map of Tennessee. And it's all the roads he's ran on in Tennessee. Yep. And you're just like, dude, this guy is freakishly. Like it's just an absolute freak. So yeah, it's I think he has over two hundred and fifty thousand lifetime running miles so or something. Like, some, yeah, it's just, just absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. So uh Laz, um, so let's talk about this a little bit. Uh the Ultra Running Hall of Fame. So it's it's currently managed by a guy named Davey Crockett, who puts he does the uh, Ultra Running History podcast, which, like to me, like some people might find that podcast kind of boring because you know it is. Uh, I don't know he, but he re- the Davey Crockett really makes it in- fun. Like yeah. he puts in sound effects and stuff and. And it's actually super, super interesting. Um, and he's written a couple books now too, but uh, he manages the Ultra Running Hall of Fame, which is really cool. And uh, yeah, we'll try to keep track of you know who's inducted and go over that when it happens. But let's go back to Laz. So Laz is from Tennessee. Uh, in 1979, there were no ultra marathons near, near his home. So he created his own which ended up being the Strolling Gym 40. Yep. You said you were going to thinking about doing Strolling Gym, right? Yeah, I, I have me a big fat DNS on Strolling Gym uh, from, <laughs> a couple, from a couple years back. But it, it is it, – like, it might be one of the only races I might be able to ever get back and be able to do just because it's road and you're like that. But it is yeah. – it is – it is firmly entrenched as a must-do race for me, a firmly entrenched yeah, this is as a long running race. I mean, um, since like the seventies, right? Seventy nine, I think it. Yeah, seventy nine is when he created it. You know? Yeah, forty one point two miles road. And his only goal is to not lose a hundred dollars per runner on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and he his races would be puzzles meant to challenge the mind, including conch shells, cow cowbells, cigarette starts, ferry rides, floating start windows. Yeah, he's just very creative. I mean, he's come up with all kinds of cool concepts, yeah. uh, including the Backyard Ultra. He's the guy that invented that. Um, you know, we're not not going to go too far into, into that. We've gone over it on other, uh, other episodes. But uh, he also has the uh, Ball State, which is 314 miles across – Tennessee, which is a node a nod to the mathematical concept of pi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that one, I believe you take a, a ferry over to Missouri and then you then start when the race yeah. starts, you take the ferry back over to Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> it's also uh, the funny thing about that is every year it's the last year say run. Did you know that? Like every year it's the last year of all. <laughs> like that's a whole like oh this is last year for it like every year like every year like, oh, this is, is that because pi keeps going or <laughs> i think so. i i don't know like i feel like i feel like that's that right but like it's i, I get another and and like the crazy thing about that one is oh huh it's called the yeah i see what you're yeah. saying it's called the last annual of all state yeah so it's always the last year <laughs> and the wild thing about that one is it is 
fully unsupported. Like, like it's just yeah. you and a baby stroller, essentially, like, hobbling across Tennessee, sleeping on, like, gas station benches, like, eating baby yeah. roots out of Stop and Rob's. <laughs> like, it's effing awesome. Yeah. Um, I heard you can do you can do that race crude or screwed. Yeah, yeah. So if you do uh, it crude, you can have somebody that meets you at certain points, but uh, uh, you're if screwed. Ronnie, if, if Ronnie Delosier is listening, <laughs> me and I, you yeah. one day, me and you one day, Ronnie, just, <laughs> hey, we'll, we'll do it together and we'll just do it screwed. Yeah. Um, uh, when we sleep, I think if you, if you're gonna do it, you gotta do it screwed. You gotta let a dirt dirt bag going yeah. into the gas station, sleeping on church and, church uh, steps. Yeah. Know. If Ron if Ronnie says that he'll do it with me, I'll even let him be the small spoon when we stop and sleep <laughs> on church steps. I let him like I'll, I'll I'll be I'll be the big spoon for him. Man, that's so nice of you. It's that you know <laughs> I'm a giver. I'm a giver yeah. like that. Uh, he. He did uh, this the heart of annual last annual heart of the South, which takes takes participants hundreds of miles on a chartered bus and just drops them off, and then they have to, <laughs> then they have to navigate is, their way back for like 340 miles. That was in Georgia, right? It's in random places. I think the bus leaves from Tennessee or something, and just. And it, it just takes them 340 miles in any direction. And it just drops uh, off, right? That is absolutely diabolical, man. That I love it. Like, I, lo I love the concept. So funny. Uh, he created Race for the Ages, which favors older runners because you get, however old you are, you get that many hours to run around the one-mile loop. So if you're 70, you get 70 hours to see how many miles you can do. You know, But if you're... 40, you only get 40 hours to see how many miles you can do. It's interesting that you view that as favoring the order runner. <laughs> wait, wait a second. I'm orders. Well, they get more time. <laughs> you get like, I'm like, no, man, I don't want to run anymore, but you get to it. Like, I don't want to, though. I guess like, I, I get it's like that's such a true. weirdly that's such a weirdly diabolical thing. Like, here, look, I gave you more work to do. Like, what the fuck? Like, no, well, hold up. In in the first eight years, four of the winners were over sixty five. So, yeah, <laughs> days. That's awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's this article. I'll link this article in the show notes. It goes on to you know talk so about him in depth. Yeah. Uh, he is just a super interesting guy, and he's a great writer too. I love reading his articles in Ultra Running Magazine, and um, yeah. And I do know somebody. Uh, uh, Frozen Ed Furtaw, I know that is kind of good friends with with Laz, but I get right before we move off of the the Laz the Laz story, I just got to say my my Laz story. Uh, so Jess and I went to a wedding in the Grand Tetons in August of 2018, and it was the same year Laz is doing his transcon, walking across the United States. So we flew into Salt Lake City and we're driving from Salt Lake City to the Tetons and we're going through the middle of nowhere, Idaho. I can't, I can't even tell you where we were at. It was literally just the middle of nowhere. Okay. <clears throat> and 
we're driving and we go by a guy in a white shirt and a big hat. And I'm like, wait, Laz is doing his transcom. I'm like, that was Laz. That's it was, awesome. It was Laz. So we turned around and went back. And let me see if I can see if I can uh oops. See if I can share this. Um Yeah. Okay. Here we go. While you pull that up, my my hope of that, that is, dude, that is epic. That's a great picture. Yeah. <laughs> There's me and Laz, middle of nowhere, Idaho. <laughs> zoom in. What? What? Can we zoom in on like what? What kind of face is Laz giving us here? Just head down, like yeah. Yeah. He was like smoking a cigarette too, like. <laughs> What what was he Not like? Not at that uh, point, but just yeah, before what, that. What was he like uh, to like just talk to? How was he like one on one? He was pretty cool. He was you could tell he was pretty worn out. You know. Yeah. Uh, he said he said it was like taking a toll on him, but um, but yeah, we talked a little bit because you know he crossed through Ohio and mm -hmm. he crossed through like the Toledo area. And like uh, I think Steve Trailrunner Pierce and a few other people went out and met him and went with nice. him. So I was talking to him about that, and uh, he asked me if I knew somebody that, <laughs> that I had no idea who it was. That is awesome. You're like, ah, of course not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in my mind, I like to think, I like to pretend in my mind that Laz is just an old hippie. Like, oh, like he I, is. Yeah. I just want him to be like a dope smoking, like just super chill, like like hippie man. Like I, that's who I want last to be with every ounce of my being. Uh, I, I don't know. Like that's I, it's such an interesting character. Well, if you if you uh, if you think about it, like he does, he you know he's he's kind of more like a I'd say like a, a hillbilly. Yeah. Oh <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah, uh, hell yeah, he is. You know, he smokes cigarettes. He's just like, he has people bring him shirts and stuff. License like, plates, socks. Yeah. yeah. License plate. <laughs> if you're, if you're, it's your first Barkley, but Barkley. Yeah. If it's so second, awesome. If you're second Barkley, then he picks a clothing item. So yeah, like, he's never going to run out of white button-up shirts, right? Correct. It's like yeah. all he wears. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um. All right, let's uh get into the. So Ultra Running Magazine, you know, they release their Ultra Runners of the Year and everything. Well, they have a whole bunch of other categories. So I figured that maybe we could just go over a couple of these categories uh, each week. But first thing we're going to go over is the 2023 Performances of the Year. Now, <laughs> in the women's top five Performances of the Year, Courtney DeWalter has... Three of the three of them. Yeah. First is Western States, which she did 15, 15 hours, 29 seconds or 15 hours, 29 minutes, 33 seconds, which is, uh, you know, faster than most of the legends of ultra running have run it, uh, males and females. And then hard rock, 26 hours, 14 minutes. Uh, both of those were course records. That was first and second top performances. 
And then Katie Scheid, her Western States run was third, 16 hours and 43 minutes. And Courtney's UTMB was uh, fourth at 23 hours and 29 minutes. Um, and then Ashley Paulson's Badwater 135. We were just talking about that. That was that was fifth for the women. Mm -hmm. So no surprise there. Courtney dominating. Uh, and then also they have the uh, or like actually let's go to the let's go to the men's. Let's go to the men's. Um, Oh, shoot. Sorry about that. There we go. Men's top five performances. Walmsley's UTMB course record was of first. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. 19 hours, 37 seconds. Not 19 hours, 37 minutes. I don't know what is up with me. <laughs> seconds over minutes. Um, second was Charlie Lawrence. And we talked about him on the records episode. He set the 50-mile world record at Tunnel Hill in four hours and 48 seconds. And I heard him on the Adventure Jogger podcast, um, you know, super, super cool, just, uh, you know, like low-key, low-key, yeah. uh, let's say, low-key confidence or mm -hmm. low-key bragger. <laughs> He's just like humble, humble bragger. Yeah, humble brag, to yeah. total humble brag. He's just like, he's like, I knew, I knew what my capabilities were, and I knew, you know, what I had to do, and I knew I could do it. So, um, you know, I like, I'm looking forward to seeing what what's in store for him in the future. I don't I actually don't even know what what races he has next, but but he has the world record in the 50 miler, uh, so we know he's fast. Uh, Harvey Lewis is. Big's backyard record, 450 miles, is third. And Jonathan Ray's uh, course record at Havelina, 12 hours yep. and 43 minutes, is fourth. And Zach Miller's second place UTMB finish, uh, under 20 hours in uh, fifth. So you know, you know, it's a badass second place finish when it makes this list still yet. Yeah, like, yeah, no kidding. And all these. All these top five are, are well deserving. Uh, that eager varies guy that had the assist at Biggs was yeah. He received votes. Anthony Constalis's Black Canyon 100K record last year had some votes. Arlen Glick's Umstead 100 course record has some votes. Zach Miller's Tarawara. Oh, speaking of Tarawara, I forgot to mention that the Tarawara races are are this weekend as well. Um. Uh, yeah, Zach Garner from uh, Bear One Hundred. It's kind of interesting because, uh, you know, like Arlen's. It's kind of weird. Arlen's record at Olmstead is received votes, right? But you look at Charlie's finish for a 50 miler at tunnel hill gets second like it's but it's a world record i guess yeah yeah <laughs> oh, i don't know like arlen's I don't know. 
Arlen's story about Umstead is really great, though. How he only yeah. had like like thirty seconds of downtime or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Peeing it, on their own. Yeah, I, it, it's weird. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's me being a a, a, a tunnel hill snob. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Get off my get off my front yard. I don't know. Well. But, well, shit. Look at like how is how is Harvey third to to that? You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. Like, I don't know. I hopefully hopefully when our when our podcast catches fire and we're well known in the ultra running community, they'll make us voters for yeah <laughs> for well, the ultra running you'll, magazine. Then uh, you'll see. Then you'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, what, your point is well taken. It, some of this stuff is kind of suspect. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, what else we got next? Um, okay. The other thing we have is the age group performances of the year. Interesting. So in the women, uh, top five, Bev Anderson Abs, who's, you know, she's, Pretty famous. Uh, mm-hmm. Heard about her a lot. Um, she's 58, 58 years old. And in the Jed Smith 50 mile, she uh, finished in six hours and 32 minutes. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, for a 58 year old. Yeah. Yeah. It's- that's pretty well deserving first place. And Charlotte Gilbert, who's 72 years old, finished Ruth yeah. Anderson 50 mile in sub 10, like nine hours and 41 minutes. Damn. <laughs> yeah. At 72. Damn. Aspirations, am I right? <laughs> Golly days. Yeah. Um, Liza Howard who's 51, finished Badger 100 in 16 hours and 50 minutes. Becky Bates, who's 62, finished Hard Rock 100 in 36 hours, which is insane. That's insane. Insane. That that doesn't even make sense. You know what? That's uh, Listen, I get it. There were a handful of people faster on other races. Again, how the F is a 62-year-old hard rock <laughs> finisher fourth on this list? Yeah, Like, yeah. get the F out of here. <laughs> no doubt. And if you go on the Ultra Running's website, which I'll post a link, you have to be an Ultra Running Magazine subscriber to be able to, to view this stuff online. But um, but there is a ton of of other performances that got votes. So, I yeah. Mean, there's just so many great performances. It's just really crazy. But uh, in fifth, the fifth it's, place is is the world famous Pam Reed, who's just yeah. Sheen. Uh, she did Badwater one thirty five, finished in thirty five hours and five minutes. So. God. And I believe oh, she yeah. did that right around the same time as like some other races as well. So pretty awesome. All right. Well. Do we got do we got the top five for uh, old men? Oh, yeah. Thanks. I almost skipped right by it. Yeah. Old men. Old men. <laughs> oh yeah, and I want to talk about this too. Yeah. Um, Wally Wally Hess- mm-hmm. Hesseltine. He's an, a Bay Area guy. He lives in the South Bay. 
I just heard him on the pod on Adventure Jogger podcast. It's a it's a great episode. I highly recommend everybody go listen to it. Um, but he finished Tunnel Hill at 80 years old. 80 years old. He finished Tunnel Hill 100 in 26 hours and 22 minutes. I, that might be Tosh and I can finish Tunnel Hill. <laughs> that and that's that's actually a U.S. Uh, age group record. Yeah. I don't think it's a well, world record, but it's a it's a U.S. age group record. I mean, yeah, one one probably. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. I mean, no, I mean I'm like time wise, twenty six hours for a hundred, twenty six hours twenty two minutes for a hundred. Right, right. For that eight, as a record for that age, right? But I'm saying yeah. how many, like, how many eight year olds are knocking out hundred milers? Like, oh yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I know. I don't know. It's insane. This one hurts. Like this one kind of hurts me to see this name on here. What in the second place? Yes. Yeah. So second place in the men's top five performances for age group is Jeff Browning, Bronco Billy, fifty-one God years old. Bless that hurts, man. Son of a bitch! Like, how? Come on! Can't be well, going. I just heard oh. Carl Melser on a podcast, and he's like fifty. Was he 57, 58? Yeah, yeah. And he's still yeah. he's still busting out. He's, uh, he's going to have 100, 100 milers here pretty soon, and he's won half of them. Yeah. Uh, but going back to Bronco Billy, I want to give him his due. Uh, he's 51. He finished Bighorn 100 in sub-20 hours, which that was that's a, was a sloppy race this year. Mm -hmm. You know, they had a ton of snowpack. It was a bunch of melt, so I think it was a bunch of mud, but. 19 hours and 47 minutes for Bighorn. That's a hard rock qualifier too. And he was doing the the Rocky Mountain Slam. So he had like four or five really tough mountain hunters. Uh, third place was Edward Russo, 83 years old. Jackpot 100 in 30 oh. hours and nine minutes. Which is talking about jackpot. There you go. Yeah. 83 years old, 30 hours and nine minutes. Chad Lasseter was fourth. He's 51. And at the IAU 24 hour, he did 155 miles. That name rings hours, a bell. Yeah. Uh, Bob Hearn, 57 years old. And Bob Hearn is a pretty interesting guy, too. He's been on Adventure Jogger podcast talking about the Heart of the South. Uh, that's one of Laz's races, Heart of the South. Mm -hmm. Like Hots, I think they call it. It's short for hots it's a yeah. very tough race um and uh 347 miles he did in 104 hours so and again there's a whole bunch of other other uh performances that got that got votes so All uh right. do, do we want to do we have time do we want to talk about six lessons or do you want to hold that for next week or yeah i think we'll just hold it for next week we're we're about at our one hour yeah. and ten, one hour eleven and minute range. So. Six, yeah, that six lessons for uh, that I learned is a pretty cool one. Uh, yeah, I want to give it its time to kind of talk about because that's a good one. So I don't want to feel rushed. Yeah, over. I want to comment on that too and maybe yeah. interject some of my own <laughs> thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, that's awesome. But yeah, yeah. no, it's good. Good episode. Uh, yeah, I was glad Black Canyon was was fun. Um, but yeah. So that's cool. about all I had. Uh, 
try to give us a, a like, subscribe, rate, rate us on the podcast if you're listening, all that good stuff. Hit us up, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot us an cool. email, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. I appreciate it. All right. Yep. Thanks, everyone. And uh, we'll go ahead and, and take us out take, now. Take us out.